Hello, I'm Carrie Ann. Welcome to another service with Pastor Ray Dieter at Grace Baptist Church. Please check out our website, gbcevansville.org. There, you'll find videos of our youth and children services, daily devotions, and other ministries our church has to offer. We invite you to join us on Sunday mornings for an in-person service where we'll practice social distancing and follow safety guidelines. Now, let's hear what Pastor Ray has to say. Veered off course. Uh, despite what revisionist history, historians tell you, America was founded by men who believed in God and believed in Christian principles. Uh, they wrote it into the Declaration of Independence that there is a creator. They wrote it into the Constitution. And for many years, America saw itself as a city set on a hill, a light shining to the rest of the world of what life could and should be like when a nation served under God. As late as 1994, my first trip to the Ukraine, when people in the Ukraine would ask me what made America great, I told them it was because it was a God-fearing nation. But we have veered away from that. There are, there are places this morning where they curse America on, Americans curse America on the 4th of July. Uh, we have vilified men who, although they were human and had flaws, were still heroes because they were the founders of this nation and the principles. We've uh, fought a war that divided us over uh, the dignity of man and the freedom of man. Uh, but somewhere along the line, we have kind of veered away from that. I'm thankful for the Supreme Court. Two great decisions, by the way, uh, as far as religion goes, four great decisions, but two particularly, uh, sending Roe versus way back to the states, recognizing that, um, it, that uh, uh, every fetus has the right to life. And the football coach that they rule, you can't stop him from praying in a public place. Now listen. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm hopeful this morning because I see some correction. But uh, then on the other side, when I look at some of the people who uh, are protesting and, and in the streets, and uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm disturbed because I think there's some things that America has forgotten. And unfortunately, some people never learned them because the generation before them forgot them. Uh, I want us to go back to the book of Daniel. If you remember the book of Daniel, we were there last week, and Daniel was a young boy uh, who uh, grew up in a foreign land. He was a Hebrew, but God had sent prophets. He had sent Jeremiah and Isaiah to warn the Israelite people that they needed to repent and return to God, and that if they didn't, God promised them he was going to send them into exile for 70 years. And they did not listen. They disobeyed. They wouldn't listen to Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. And so finally God sends them into exile in Babylon. And they are there for 70 years through the lives of three kings uh, who are pagan kings to begin with, but who God uses uh, to correct Israel. And among those captives uh, it was a young man named Daniel. And the book of Daniel follows his life and his visions from the time he was a boy uh, until he's about 80 years old. Um, and he has shown himself to be a, a man of great insight and wisdom. And so he is a part of the king's court, and he is an advisor to the king. And if you remember last week, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And he told his uh, uh, 
advisors. He said, listen, somebody needs to interpret this dream for me. I can't sleep. I think about it all day. I worry about it all the time. So tell me what the dream is and then tell me what it means. And they said, well, nobody can do that. We, we can't tell you what the dream was. You tell us what the dream is and, I'll, and we'll tell you what it means. And he said, no, we're not playing that game. You, you tell me what I dreamed. And among them was a young man named Daniel. And if you'll remember, Daniel prayed. He said to the king, let me go and seek of my Lord the answer to your dream. And so he went and he prayed to God, and God revealed the dream to him. And he goes back to Nebuchadnezzar, and he reveals the dream to him, and he interprets it. But before he does that, he prays a mighty prayer. And in that prayer, I think we can find three things that uh, many Americans have forgotten, our nation has forgotten. It, it says, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And Daniel answered and said, and this is his prayer, blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells in him. And then he goes on to thank God for hearing his prayer and answering his prayer. Here's the first thing. Get that verse. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. America has forgot the power of God. Listen, there is nothing that can stand against the awesome, overwhelming power of God. And it began uh, long before we were ever created, long before the earth was ever here. He was in charge of all things. He had power all, over all things. And if you go back, I encourage you this week and go back and, and read Genesis 1. It says, in the beginning was God. And, and God began to create. And if you read that story of creation, it is marvelous. Because it, 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 you notice when you read it how he created things. He said, let there be light. And there was. Let there be a firmament. And there was. He is so powerful, he spoke everything we know, everything we see, everything that is, is, and tangible, he spoke it into existence. Can you imagine that? He didn't go out in the garage somewhere in his wood shop and create it. He just said, let it be, and it was. It was absolutely. And more than that, the Scripture says that he observed what he made, and it was good. He made all things bright and beautiful and good. Uh, and and the, the, Daniel says in his prayer, he created the patterns and times and seasons. I saw uh, this morning, I was listening to the news, we're in a period of the year, I love this period of the year, there's 15 hours of daylight. <laughs> you know, we're at that point of the, where the days are long and I just love them. Get up in the cool of the morning, get something done, then take a nap in the heat of the afternoon and then go back in the cool of the evening and finish what you started in the morning because you still got light. He, he put a pattern to things. The sun comes up in the east. Actually, we rotate and that makes the sun come up in the east, but it always comes up. It never comes up in the, in the, in the west. It moves as the earth shifts on its axis as God designed so that there are seasons. And so he has set all these things in a pattern. Uh, humans have human babies. Goats have goats. Everything is in an order with the Lord. And, and he is 
all-powerful over all things because he has created all things. And then the writer goes on to say it goes beyond that. It goes beyond nature. He, it is over the rulers of the earth. You might say he's the kingmaker and the throne taker. Uh, you, go, you go back to Daniel again. Uh, if you go to the uh, second chapter, the, 20, the 26th verse, or the 36th verse, uh, here's what he, say, he says. This is the dream now that we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of the earth and men dwell, or the beasts of the field and the birds of heaven, he has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over all of them. You are the head of gold in this dream. He, he, he says to Nebuchadnezzar, pay attention, king. You're on the throne because God put you there. And you have power and authority over men because God gave you power over authority in men. And you, you reign because he has allowed that. You see, God is using this pagan king to correct Israel. It is always amazing to me when we look in the scripture how God can use people who at the point he begins to use them don't believe or trust or even know him. And yet he can use them for his purposes. He is that powerful. And Nebuchadnezzar had no idea when, they when Babylon conquered Israel and destroyed the temple in Jerusalem that God was behind it and God was working a plan and he was using Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel tells him from this dream, don't, don't ever be mistaken, king. Everything that has happened is because God has ordained it to happen and he has allowed it to happen. He has allowed us to come into your hands. And then the king has another dream. And we won't go into a lot of de detail because we've got a long outline, but he has another dream. He calls for Daniel, and Daniel said, here's the thing, O king. You, in your heart, are rebellious against a holy God who has put you in a place of authority. And if you don't change, if you don't repent, God is going to remove you from the throne where you sit. Uh, it, and it happens just like Daniel says. Here's a Nebuchadnezzar's own account of it. He says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts of my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore, I issued a decree to bring all the wine before me. And, and they came and interpreted a dream. And they told him what the dream meant. Uh, and all that, the, that I dreamed came about. He goes on, it goes on to the 28th verse of the next chapter. He says, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. And the king spoke saying, is not this the great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Do you catch the pride in the statement? He's walking around. And he said, look at all this. Now, Daniel's done interpreted a dream and said, everything you have, God's given you. He has set you over men. But here's Nebuchadnezzar, and he walks around, the hanging, one of the seven wonders of the world, the hanging Bibles, the gardens of Babylon. Say that three times fast. The hanging gardens of Babylon. And, and he says, boy, <laughs> I am something. Look at me. Look at what I've done. Look at all these wonderful things that I've created. All these things have happened. Then it says, while the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, 
To you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. That very hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew in heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like wild bird claws. He be, as a madman, he began to roam the earth and he became like an animal, eating grass. At the end of time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. Nebuchadnezzar says, I got the message. I didn't pay attention when Daniel told me. But when I was driven from my throne because of my pride and arrogance, when I wandered like a wild beast in the field, when I ate the grass grazing like a great oxen, suddenly my mind returned to me and I knew. And he has recognition and he has repentance. And he turns to a holy God and puts his trust and hope in God. And God restores everything to him that he's taken from him. See, he took him off the throne after he had put him on the throne. Then when he repents, God returns him again to the throne. Talk about Belshazzar. He was the next king of Babylon. He was a defiant pup. Young man, very defiant. And he was throwing a party, wild party, wine, women, and song. He was really going to it, having a big time. And he said, hey, I, I tell you what you do. Go down to the treasury, and in the treasury are all the golden vessels that came from the temple in Jerusalem. Now, these were set aside by God to serve God, and they were holy because they were used to worship a holy God. He said, bring them in here, and we'll just drink booze out of them. And so they bring them in, and the party continues. And in the midst of the party, a hand appears, and the hand writes on the wall. That's where we get the phrase, you know, the writing on the wall. He sends for Daniel. He remembers Daniel's interpreted things for Nebuchadnezzar, his father. Daniel comes to him and he said, look, look, you have defied the holiness of God. Nebuchadnezzar, your father, when he was king, he fell because of self-sufficiency, arrogance, and pride. And he wandered the field like a wild animal, but he came to himself and he returned to God and he begged God's forgiveness and God restored him to the throne. Belshazzar was having none of that. He was too busy partying. There was no repentance in his heart. And Daniel says, here's what that says on the wall. You've been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Tonight the throne is removed from you. And that very night the Medes came in and they captured the city and he was taken from the throne. So here's the thing. God controls all that we see in his creation. And he even sets over us those who rule over us. Sometimes he uses bad men for a purpose. But never doubt the fact that he can remove any man or woman from power in an instant. They serve because he chooses. We're blessed in America because he lets us choose. That's an amazing thing. He lets us have the power to vote. Uh, sometimes we don't use it very wisely. But he has power. 
And we need to recognize that. Power and authority alone belong to Him. And His Word is eternal. And He gave us certain guidelines and commands by which we live, and they are not suggestions. They are His Word and His command. Secondly, we've forgotten that, gotten that God is the source of all wisdom. The word that's used there is bin, B-I-N, simple Hebrew word. And it, and it means more than knowledge. It means that you're able to look at something, see the truth in something, discern from that something what is the right thing to do and make the right choice. It is uh, uh, knowledge combined with action that results in good. Uh, I got $7. How about that? Knowledge tells me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Knowledge tells me I got $7. I can go one, two, three, four. I can go one, two, three. And knowledge tells me if I put them together, I got seven. Okay? Discernment. On the way home, I go by Mount Everest. It's a convenience store. And I could stop at Everest and I could go in and I could lay down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven one dollar bills and tell them, give me some lottery tickets. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. The odds are, I got better odds of getting hit by a meteorite on the way home than I have of winning the lottery, okay? <laughs> to spend that seven dollars on seven pieces of paper would just not only be foolish, it'd be downright dumb. But, on the way home, I'm going to be hungry. I know I am, because I'm hungry right now. I, I'm always hungry. I haven't figured that out. I could take this one, two, three, four, five, seven dollars, and I could drive right on by where I was, could buy that lottery ticket. And I could go on up to Mill Road and run across First Avenue and drop down and get in the long line at Dairy Queen <laughs> and I drive up to the window and tell them I want a chicken basket special. Hand them $7, they'd hand me a basket of chicken strips, a thing of gravy, one of, the God, one of God's three basic food groups, uh, french fries, a piece of toast, and a drink for seven bucks. See, knowledge is knowing that that's seven bucks. Discernment is knowing it's better to buy a good lunch. Oh, by the way, they throw in a Sunday too. Better to buy, you're all going to be in the line. Wait till I get there first, will you? <laughs> that's, that's discernment. That's been. To know the choices that you have, but to make the right choice. And the Scripture says that that wisdom is a gift from God. When Daniel and, 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 when Daniel and, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were being trained in the king's court, the king came and told them, you have to eat this certain diet that all the wise men eat. It makes them smarter. And they said, we're not doing that. It's not kosher. It's not our diet. We won't eat those things. And at the end of the time, they were smarter than any of the people who had been doing what the king told them to do because they did what God told them to do. And it says their knowledge was a gift that came from the Lord. Uh, and, and that knowledge is better than worldly wisdom. We, you know, one of the problems that we have is we think we're too smart. 
You know, we, we think we're just really brilliant and, and we're pretty kind of dumb, really. Uh, there's a difference between the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God. And wisdom, the blessing that God gives those who believe and trust in Him it is that wisdom. If you go over to Job 28, let's see if we can find Job 28. Here's what he says. But where can wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor is it found in the land of the living. If the ocean says it's not, it, it's not in the sea, and the sea says it's not with me, it can't be purchased with gold, with silver, or weighed for a price. It can't be valued by uh, gold, or precious onyx, or sapphires, or stones, or crystal, or jewelry, or quartz, or rubies. For where then does wisdom come? And where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of the living. And to man, God said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. He said, listen, it's pretty simple. Wisdom is to stand in awe of a mighty and holy God. And to worship Him in spirit and in truth. What did Jesus say was the greatest commandment? That's to love the Lord the God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. And that's the fear of the Lord. And that leads to understanding so that we depart from evil and we serve a holy God. Um, James, in the first chapter, says that we can ask God for wisdom and He will give it to us. That's pretty smart, isn't it? And I, I would tell you, the best prayer a Christian can pray is at the beginning of the day. Say, today, Lord, I don't know what's in store for me. I don't know what's ahead, but give me wisdom and discernment to know what to do in all the situations that I might face this day. Remember Solomon? God said he could have anything he wanted. And what did he say? He said, Lord, give me the wisdom to reign over such a great people as the people of Israel, for he was the king. And, and I would encourage you to make that a part of your life, prayer life. Say, God, grant me wisdom. You, you can pray for more faith. There's a lot of things you can ask for. But wisdom is the seat of all strength. Then my favorite part of this passage Verse 22, he reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. God knows what's in the darkness. I had a friend who was a severe diabetic. I'm a diabetic, but he was severe. It was not anything for him to be four or five hundred uh, and I was, went to pick him up one evening. We were going to go somewhere, and I went to his place of business. And they were closing down as I came in. Uh, I spoke to the lady at the front desk and said, I don't know where he is. I think he's in his office, but he's here. Just go on back. We're closing up. And I went back, and I looked in his office through the window in his office, and I didn't see him. So I went a couple other places in the business where I thought he was and couldn't find him. And I came back. And I heard a noise. His office was dark, but the door was unlocked, and I went in, and I heard the noise. 
And I walked around, and this full-grown man was sitting under his desk eating a big old Hershey's chocolate bar. He's supremely diabetic. And I told him, I don't know who you think you're hiding from. You're not fooling anybody but yourself. Listen, Jesus said that the light shone in the darkness, but men hated the light because it revealed the sin that was in the darkness. And, And what we need to understand is he knows the darkness of every living soul. And he loves us in spite of it. And he offers us life in spite of it. He knows the unknowable, the things that we hold in close. Might not even tell our husband or wife. Uh, I had a fellow come to me once, and uh, he had done something. He wanted to know if I thought he ought to confess to his wife what he had done. And uh, I told him, well, I think you can confess, but I have a feeling she already knows what you did. He confessed, and she told him she already knew what he had done. Uh, Sometimes we know things, but sometimes we hide things well, and no one knows but us, but God knows. And... Hindsight, they tell me, is 2020. I had a professor in college said the only thing we learn from history is that we don't learn anything from history, and a lot of times I think that's true. But God doesn't have hindsight. God has foresight. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow and the day after that and a thousand years from here. And if Jesus doesn't return, 10,000 years from here. He knows what's ahead. And uh, he knows what comes next. And the amazing thing is, he has a plan for that. Before the foundation of the world. Listen, when he created us, the scripture says all things were good. But he knew that man would fall because he was given man free choice. And so the scripture says, Jesus Christ, the the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. Now think about that for a minute. Before he created man, which means before man sinned, he had already made the plan to offer Jesus Christ on the cross that man's sins might be forgiven. Perfect plan. You see, he is not reactionary. You know, uh, uh, he is preparatory. He is preparing his people for his return and the glory that will come in eternity. And, and sometimes I think we've forgotten that he knows what's in the dark and, and, and we think we can just kind of fool God. And you can't do that. Uh, that fellow might have fooled his wife. A lot of guys I know have. But you can't fool God. He knows what's in the darkness. That also means that he knows what is there before us. For all of us, the future is just one big dark passageway. We think we know. I think I know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I've got a plan to get up early. 
I think I know what Donnie is going to do tomorrow. He's going to be at my house at 6 a.m. to clean the gutters. But that may not happen. You see, I, I think I know, but I don't know anything for sure except Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. We raised three children, and none of them were ever afraid of the dark. Because we never taught them there were boogeymen in the dark. We never taught them that the dark was something to be afraid of. We would always tell them as we prayed the last prayer of the night with them and turned off the light, I'm leaving, uh, leaving you here in bed, but Jesus is right here in the room with you, so don't worry. And they never learned to be afraid of the dark. See, we, we, we operate a lot on fear, but the Scripture tells us we don't need to be afraid of the unknown, of the dark that is ahead of us, of the dark that is within us, because Jesus knows what's in the dark. And he loves us in spite of the darkness of our heart. And he guides us when we are his children through the midst of the darkness in his glorious light, in glorious life. Uh, he reveals his will to his people. The second chapter, 27th verse. Let's see if I can find that. Here's what he says the, to the king. This is Daniel. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what is to be in the latter days. Your dreams and the visions of your head upon the bed were these. As for you, O king, thoughts came to your mind while you were on the bed about what would come to pass after this. And he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will be. But as for me, the secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than anyone living. But for our sakes, that we might know the interpretation to the king, and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. Three times he uses that same word, reveal. And, and, and the word in Hebrew just means that it's something that only God can show you. Okay? You know, it is something that you can only find out because God shows it to you. All right? Uh, and what we need to understand is that God is in the revelatory business with His people. He reveals His will to those who are obedient to Him. That we might follow that will and serve Him and bring glory. And He alone directs the great flow of history. It's not presidents. It's not kings. It's not even the Supreme Court. God directs the flow of history. And what is next is in his hands. We should never forget his marvelous power. We should never forget that all wisdom is a gift from him, and we should seek that wisdom as his people to have the discernment to live in difficult times as a light shining in the darkness representing him. And we should understand that he knows what's in the darkness when we become discouraged, when we become overwhelmed with the things that are going on, when we, the tendency is to cry, my, 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 
and run about like the, the, the nursery rhyme, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. He calls on us to put our trust and our hope in Him and fear not, for I am with you. And I know what's in the dark. And I know what's next. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your power. We thank You for Your wisdom and Your willingness to impart it to those who believe and trust in You. Thanks again for joining us for another service with Grace Baptist Church. Connect with us using the social media links on our website, gbcevansville.org. We look forward to seeing you again next week.